Today's episode is brought to you by Hugh Kitchen. Hugh is a family-founded chocolate and snacking company focused on creating products that match ultra-simple ingredients with unbeatable taste. Built on a strong mission to help people get back to human, Hugh only uses simple, real, and responsibly sourced ingredients. Hugh obsessively vets every ingredient to unite unbeatable taste with unmatched simplicity. They go beyond what is easy and expected to ensure that their products and practices are ethical and put both humanity and the human body first. All of Hugh's products are gluten-free, dairy-free, refined sugar-free, and aren't heavily processed. I tried their hazelnut butter 8-pack of chocolate bars and it was delicious. Um, it's 70% dark chocolate, and honestly, it's making my mouth water just, just talking about it. So I think I might go and grab my hazelnut butter chocolate bar right after I finish this because it is delicious, and you guys are absolutely going to love it. So what do you got to do to make sure you guys get Hugh Kitchen? Well, right now they are offering 15% off. All you got to do is use code POD to get the 15% off your next purchase at HughKitchen.com. That's code POD, as in P-O-D, for 15% off at HughKitchen.com. That's H-U-Kitchen.com. Find out why Hugh helps people get back to human. What's going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Red and Gold Standard Podcast. My name is Zach Hernandez, and today I'll be joined by Matt Llewellyn as we recap the 49ers' big win against the Patriots in New England. Um, this was a huge game for the 49ers, and I'm glad they came out and laid the absolute smackdown in Foxborough. Like I said, um, this podcast was recorded live right after the game, and we were taking questions as we went along. So if you happen to hear us just answer us some questions, that is because we were live streaming and we were taking them from the viewers. We tried our best to uh, ask the questions and repeat them. That way, if you weren't watching and you're listening now, you will get the best experience. Um, we go live Saturday evenings previewing the game on our YouTube channel and on Twitter. And we also go live um, Sundays directly after the games. So you can catch us there always. Uh, you can search YouTube 49ers Hive and on Twitter as well, 49ers Hive. Um, make sure you catch us there because we are always live. We love interacting with our, our viewers, our listeners, um, and we get just the best content out on there. So go ahead and check us out there. But if you can't, that's why we also have it out as a podcast. So let's get into this recap. It was a hell of a game, and you guys will get all of our thoughts right now. What's going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in to our live stream recap of the 49ers versus the Patriots. Matt, that was exactly what we had been waiting to see. The 49ers took care of business. Camp was not an issue. What was your biggest takeaway after this big win? Uh, my biggest takeaway was Cam Newton sucks. <laughs> Cam Newton sucks. Sucks, 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 sucks. Been telling everybody forever that he sucks. Anyway, now that I got that out of my system, I needed to because uh, that was just a wonderful thing to watch. Um, I thought that the 49ers were able to run the ball, run, run, run. Um, we're able to control the clock. Jeff Wilson Jr. looked awesome. Uh, 
Hasty. Oh my god, I love Hasty. They need to put him in more. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, I think uh I think we can also say that the cargo plane era is is over. I think he had two carries for negative three yards. I think that's kind of a microcosm of what he's been this year. Um there are better running backs out there. I mean, Jeff Wilson Jr. looked like Raheem Mostert out there. I mean, yep. he he was able to run the ball, stuff it down their throat the entire time. Um, and, you know, in light of the victory today, I'm just going to pop the top on one of these bad boys and let's get into it, man. What what'd you think? Okay, so first of all, yeah, cheers to you as well. But my, my biggest takeaways were the 49ers looked like a complete team. For the most part, they looked really good. Special teams, I think, is still an issue. Terrible. Um, yeah, terrible. The running game looked really good, uh, whether it was Jeff yeah. Wilson, Hasty, but I, I agree. Uh, cargo playing McKinnon did not look great. Uh, but aside from two inaccurate, bad Jimmy throws, he looked solid as well. But I, I took away from that that kind yeah, of – Yeah, I got to talk about those. We'll get to those. I want I want to start with the positive stuff. We'll get to Jimmy Garoppolo and the concerns that I have going forward with him. But, yeah, we definitely should start out positively. Um, I called it yesterday. Brandon Ayuk was outstanding today. Yep, he was. Yeah, he was really good. And also, Fred Warner is as good as any linebacker, if not clearly the best linebacker in the oh, NFL. Of course. Clearly. Of course. Clearly. Clear. I'm going to go out on a limb right now. If Fred Warner re-signs with this team, which they should absolutely re-sign him, and he stays healthy – he is going to long-term be the best linebacker in 49ers history over wow. Willis over Bowman. He is that kind of player. I mean, he shoestringed that interception today off of Cam Newton. That was so good. I mean, so good. So good. They, they put up a replay of him playing one-on-one with Julian Edelman and just blanketed Edelman. I mean, as good as Willis and Bowman were, I don't think that they were as athletic, quite as athletic in, in terms of coverage as uh, as Warner is. And, you know, it would have been Willis for me. Willis is one of my all-time favorite 49ers. But, again, nine he only played nine years. So if Warner can stay healthy and we get 12, 13 years out of this guy, Warner's going to be an all-timer for sure. We're going to be talking about retiring number 54 for the 49ers, and he's going to be one of those all-time, you know, the the ring at at uh, at Levi Stadium is going to have Warner's name go up there along with the all time great 49ers. He just another outstanding game from him today. Yeah, one hundred percent. He's I saw that catch at first and in live I was just like, ooh, I don't know, that might have hit the ground. And then they showed the replay, and just the finesse yep. of him being able to to make sure that that was a catch. It was yep. insane. The finger uh, strength. Finger strength. Exactly. Yeah. Some of some of our wide receivers don't have that, but also some positives. Uh, Debo looks as good as ever. George Kittle looks yep. fantastic as well. Uh, yep. We did see Debo leave with that, what they later called a hamstring injury, but I don't, hopefully, I don't know. I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to say much about that. I don't know much about the medical. Yeah. Issue. They looked really good. And um, especially in the, uh, getting Debo involved in the running game, it just, it gives this offense an extra spark that they otherwise sometimes don't have, you know? So it's, it's nice to be able to have that option and go to Debo and, and throw the defenses off too, because they don't really know what's going to happen once Debo's back there as he uses the decoys, he uses an actual running right. back. And we saw him line up as a running back today. So, um, you know, I, I don't think we've seen that too much before. So I thought it was a brilliant play calling day for Kyle Shanahan, especially the first, I think they yeah. said he the first 24 plays, the first 24 plays were fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things where they went out and dominated. 
um, from start to finish. I mean, it was just utter domination on both sides of the ball. Um, again, we talk about special teams and, you know, special teams, this, it's entire, I, I don't know that we're going to be able to fix that this season. Um, just ugly. Again, there was a Richie James return return on a, on a kickoff where I was just like, huh. like what Real is quick, this? I just got the notification that Kyle Shanahan's now live. So. Oh, of course we had, we had internet problems at Gillette. Um, we usually uh, wait for the Kyle Shanahan press conference to finish so we can get some information and then we go live, but we reported that they did not have sufficient internet to go live. So we, we just went ahead and went live. But, um, if there's any major news and anybody's watching that as well, be sure to share it in the comments. Type it in the chat. Yeah. Um, Let's see, Ash, right here. How good is Hasty today, Matt? That's your guy. You've been calling for more Hasty a few weeks now. What did you think of him? I like him. I like him. He provides a lot of wiggle. He's very slippery. Um, there were a couple times where he would get skinny behind the blocker and be able to slip through something that I was just like, "Well, there's no way anybody's going to get through that hole." And you know, he was. He did a good job. He did a good job. Um, he looks explosive. He's very shifty. He always seems to make the right decision in terms of where he's going with the ball. And it's just really impressive out of an undrafted guy. And they touched on it in the broadcast. And, you know, I was really excited to get Nance and Romo. I'm going to say they had a C plus game today. They were not on their a game. They were weird. Like an old married couple a little bit weird. Yeah. Um, But the one thing that they did point out was that, you know, Shanahan had said that it's hard to get a guy like Hasty on the field because you don't know, in the game if he's going to play the same way he does in practice. And I think we got our definitive answer today. Um, he's he's nice. And, yeah, they they called him a mini Marshawn as Asho, Ashok Valetti. Ashok Valetti? God, mm-hmm. I'm killing yeah. that. Ash says, like, you know, they call him a mini Marshawn, and it's kind of true. You know, he's a 5'8 guy, but he doesn't run away from contact. He tries to run through people. It's It was nice. It was good to see Jermichael Hasty get some, get some run today. So, um you know, he he finished the he finished uh, the game with nine carries for fifty seven yards. So I mean, six point three yards per carry right there. Um, That's good. And that was second to yeah, that was second to Jeff Wilson's seventeen carries for one twelve and three touchdowns. Good lord. Yeah, Jeff Wilson with the hat trick. He looked phenomenal. Yeah. Um, it, it's unfortunate that he left with an injury because up until then he was. He was unstoppable. Like Matt said, he looked just like Raheem Mostert back there, averaging 6.6 per carry. Like, that's ridiculous. And, you know, Wilson had a long of 17. Hasty had a long of 20. Even Yushek had a 10-yard run. So the running game was was fantastic. I mean, they ran for three yards shy of 200 yards today, which is, yeah. <laughs> I mean, as good as you can run. So I really, I was really pleased with that performance on the ground. Absolutely. And, and you know, they were balanced. Um they had 467 yards of total offense, 270 through the air, and a buck 97 on the ground. They averaged 7.4 yards per play, so they killed it today. Um, yeah, offense was great. Absolutely, the defense was great. I mean, again, Fig Newton sucks, but at the same <laughs> time, you know we the team had four four interceptions total today, three on Cam and one against Jared Stidham. When I mean, come on. You play defense well enough that Bill Belichick pulls the plug on Cam Newton. Uh, it, you know, you you played a, an outstanding game today. Kinlaw was there, right there, with almost getting, you know, a couple sacks. The defense played fantastically. They finally contained a mobile quarterback. You know, Cam Newton only had 19 yards rushing today. And, and this is what we talked about. 
you want to make him throw the ball because he's he's not that great at throwing the ball. And we see that today. He was absolutely atrocious. I mean, awful, awful as bad. I mean, that was as bad as as Jimmy's first half performance against the Dolphins when he was nursing that ankle injury. So, you know, it, it. Hats off to the defense. Hats off to Robert Saul. I know we pick on him a little bit, but he had a great game plan coming in. They executed it, and they took Cam Newton out of the game real quickly. Yeah, you know, going into today, we were all nervous about Cam's rushing ability. I don't even want to say rushing ability, just his ability to be physical and extend plays with his legs, give his receivers time to get open. We didn't really see that today. I mean, there were a couple of plays where he was able to do that, but it either fell short, interception, holding called it back. So it was just – he was a non-starter. I mean, there was nothing with Cam Newton that really threatened the 49ers at all today. Um, so yeah. I was really pleased with their with their performance. And you mentioned Kinlaw. Um, there's a comment here. Kinlaw and Ayuk paying off. Yeah, they've played really well. I know people might great. say, well, Kinlaw's not finishing. He's not getting sacks. Matt, you've mentioned before. That's not what the 49ers ask, are asking no. him to do. That's not his forte. So I wouldn't expect 10 sacks from Kinlaw going forward. He's a run stuffer, right. a big body in the middle, and he's able to push pressure inward, and hopefully somebody else can clean it up. Um, exactly. Really- and you're going to see that next year when when Nick Bosa comes back. You're going to see them work well in tandem together, and you're going to see other guys start, you know, picking off quarterbacks when you know Kinlaw gets pressure up the middle, and then you're going to see Kinlaw also finish when a guy like Bosa just blows past a tackle and forces the quarterback to step up into Kinlaw. So. It's a synergistic effect, and I think that the lack of edge rushing that we have on the team right now because of injuries is really kind of – it shows up in the stat sheet for Kinlaw, I think, because, you know, without without the edge guys kind of cleaning up what Kinlaw could do and without the edge guys getting quick wins to force them into Kinlaw, you're not going to see it in the stat sheet. But he always seems to be in the backfield. I spied 99 in the backfield quite a bit. He's getting a lot of pressures. I'm sure the PFF numbers will bear that out and – you can't ask for much more from, from a rookie. So yeah, um, he's just been playing well. It was really good. And also I see hung fats in here. Love this shirt. Yes, Guys, I had to wear our yak bros t-shirt. You can get it on our Teespring store. And right now you can save 20% off with code hive 20. Um, there's a bunch of cool merch on there. Go check it out. I got to go through the comments actually, and see if anybody correctly predicted the score. If so, we'll send you some free merch. I don't, I don't know. Did anybody pick 33 to six? I hope it so. was a pretty, be awesome. yeah, it was a pretty unique score. So I don't think so. Um, Ace daddy here, Taylor with two interceptions, not bad for a pickup. Yeah. I was, I was no, not surprised. bad at all. Yeah. He, he played well. Yeah, he really did. And, and it's heads up play because the first interception that he had, was that ball that was supposed to be to Edelman that got tipped way up in the air and he was there to kind of, you know, complete the tip drill. And then the second one was just a bad throw by Stidham that he just picked off. So, you know, he, he played well. He was out there for, for quite a bit of snaps. Um, overall, the secondary themselves, they all did really well. So, again, no complaints. They, they did their job. Nope. They got off the field. They, I mean, six points, I'll take it. Yep. Easily. Exactly, take. yeah. Um. It looks like I got this quote from Mayoko here that Cal uh, Shanahan said he wanted to give Jarek McKinnon some rest after playing him a lot in the past couple of weeks. McKinnon had his ribs banged up. Shanahan said that rest should help him in future weeks. What do you think of that, Matt? I, I can tell by your reaction already. No, this is the coach speak way of saying we found guys that are more explosive than you, and we're going to use the injury thing to kind of save face for you. Um yeah. 
honestly, I don't know. Is there – I don't know that there's not a possibility that they don't try to trade Jarek McKinnon before the deadline. So well, kind of okay. talk him up. He, he hasn't been effective. And, I mean, they literally pull guys off the street who make a difference, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. I mean, he, a few people uh, tweeted at me today saying, why isn't McKinnon a part of the game plan? And it's because Hasty and uh, Wilson looked a lot better than him. I mean, with all just with all due respect, McKinnon, aside from his first week or two, he's a little slow. He hasn't been able to find the holes. He doesn't have the patience. There were a few runs today where Jeff Wilson had absolutely nothing. And just with some patience, he was able to turn it into a five, six-yard gain. Um, he looked really good as a featured back, and we haven't really yeah. seen that from him. Usually it's been like five, six carries for three yards and two touchdowns or something like that. But he had a phenomenal yeah. day. It's unfortunate he left with the injury. Well, and it's it's Coleman syndrome from last year, right? That with with McKinnon, where it's like, okay, Mostert's running the ball well. He's getting a lot of good runs. Brita's running the ball well. He's getting a lot of yards. You see that again. Mostert running the ball well, getting a lot of yards. Jeff Wilson Jr. today. McKinnon not doing it, just like Coleman wasn't doing it last year. And at some point, you have to look at it and be like, it's probably the player um, not being effective. I mean, Hasty was doing it. Yep. You know, so to me, that makes that makes McKinnon expendable. I mean, Coleman's set to come back. Mostert's going to be back in, you know, a few weeks. And then all of a sudden you have this crowded running back room and you're talking about the guy who's the least effective in the room. Um, you know, I, I really want to, you know, say that it's not, it's not really McKinnon's fault. I mean, it just is, that's the nature of the business with the injuries. Yeah. Um, I want to touch on this. So um, Kyle said in the presser, and now we're going to get to the bad news. This is, this is something I definitely want to touch on because I think it definitely affects the team going forward. Kyle Shanahan said the Ayuk play should have been a walk-in touchdown and that Jimmy should not have thrown that pick at the end of the half. And I 100% agree with both of those things, which brings me to Jimmy Garoppolo. People are going to look at the stat line and see 20 for 25 for 270 yards or whatever. Those two picks were terrible. The pass to Ayuk sh- should have been a touchdown. And if it is a touchdown, then maybe Jeff Wilson doesn't get injured the very next play running the ball in for his third touchdown. This is just one of those things. And we saw it with the play calling. Um, Jimmy had a couple of really, really good throws on that first drive. He had that. That third down uh, to Ayuk, I think it was on on like a dig route on a third and 13 where they converted that. And he had a really nice like 10-yard out to George Kittle on a third down. And those balls were placed perfectly where they needed to be. And then he just has this head-scratching overthrow that gets picked off. And then a deep ball that has nothing on it to end the half. And then an inaccurate uh, deep ball to Ayuk who was wide open. Um, that that caused him to go out of bounds. Jimmy is starting to look like a game manager. And you could see in the play calling after that first interception that that's exactly what he became, a game manager. Um, And and that's fine. You know, 2019, Jimmy, you know, we got to a Super Bowl with him. But I don't know that he's going to be able to elevate this team the way that, you know, a lot of elite-level quarterbacks do. I think that he's going to be in that mold of, of the Jared Goff, the David Carr, the, the Derek Cars, excuse me. Um, you know, the, the Nick Foles type level of guy who's like, okay, yeah, he can, he can get you some. And you know, he, he's going to make some plays, but he's also going to make these like awful throws 
um, that, that you just have to live with. And this is especially why I think I see the Nick Foles in him because Nick Foles will have runs where he, he'll throw like 12 straight completions, have 144 yards, and then two straight throws are, will be picks. And you're just like, what is going on? And we have to get to the point where we wonder, is Jimmy just a competent slash good quarterback? I don't see the consistency that would make him a great quarterback. And and that's unfortunate to say, and I'm not trying to put a damper on you know, the game, but this, this type of performance isn't going to get it done against the better teams. Um, and we're just – the 49ers are really fortunate that Cam Newton out Jimmy Jimmy today and played way worse than he did. Um, and, I mean, two – you know, in Cam's defense, if things were reversed, then maybe, you know, Cam has a fantastic game because the skill positions in New England are garbage. You know, he's working with nothing. So, you know, Jimmy just there, man, I just don't understand what he's seeing um, when he, you know, lobs that ball up to Ayuk where he underthrows it by five yards. Like, I don't know what's going on with that, but we, we can't have that going forward. And I think that I think I'm finally on board with the fact that he's good enough for now, but he's not the future. So. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Um, that that throw to Ayuk, totally agree with Kasha. We said it when it happened. Awesome. That needs to be a touchdown. He needs to lead Ayuk up the field, and instead he leads him to the sideline, and he barely gets him bounce with the catch. It's just it's just not acceptable. So I, at I, the very I, least, take a shorter throw. You have two timeouts. You're working with seven seconds take a shorter throw and put Robbie Gould out there to potentially get a field goal before that, before the half. And I know a lot of people would be like, well, they were going for the end zone. It doesn't really hurt him at all. It doesn't hurt him in that situation, but that's not the only situation that Jimmy throws those passes. So, you know, I, I just, again, it might be time to look at somebody that you can groom underneath Jimmy and that uh, to eventually replace him. I just don't think that Jimmy is going to be, you know, the, the 10 year starter for this team. I, I just, I don't see it at this point. Yeah. He's good enough uh, to get yeah. you to the dance, but you know, to be, to be the catalyst for winning a Super Bowl, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't think so. Um, I want to touch on some of these injuries here. Um, it looks like yeah. JLA was asking for the injuries. Uh, Cam Inman tweeted today a bit ago, actually Jeff Wilson, high ankle sprain, Debo Samuel, hamstring sprain, Richard, J- Richie James Jr. An ankle injury severity unsure. Uh, likely will miss next game at the Seahawks. I think I don't know if he's talking about all three of them. It doesn't. It's not really clear. But those are the three main injuries coming out of today. So it, it's unfortunate uh, to me. It looks like the Jeff Wilson is the most serious out of all three. But it, it's hard to tell with, with hamstrings. I, I think. Yeah, it's going to depend on how Debo feels throughout the week and how his his soft tissue kind of heals or whatever. They're going to try to do the best that he can, but he's likely going to be limited for a couple weeks, even if he does play. Um, Jeff Wilson, it's never good when you see the cart. And if it's a, if it's a moderate to severe high ankle sprain, he could miss, you know, six, seven games. Um, it, it didn't look good when they, when they carted him off, uh, Richie James, who cares to be, to be honest, he's not really <laughs> contributing anything. You can yeah. put Trent Taylor back there to return kicks and punts and it's going to be no different. I mean, they've been rotating guys all year, It's been uh, bad. which is part of the problem. It's it's been very bad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, is you know. I want to touch on uh, this comment from Hunk Fat. Jimmy said all offseason he was improving his deep ball. I don't see it. There, there hasn't been any difference in, in me and in, in, in what I see no, from man. him. Um, there was a lot of talk going into it. He's been working on it. There's a lot of touch being added, more accuracy. 
I didn't see it today. I haven't seen it all all season long. So, I mean, it, it sucks, but that that's just where we're at with him. And I agree with Matt. It yeah. might be time to start thinking of who are we going to have moving forward because it's it's I think it's getting more and more obvious this guy isn't the guy. We might be able to win a few games with him, but he's not the long-term answer. Uh, Jay Ellie sucks to uh, sucks to say it, but Carr throws a decent long ball compared to Jimmy. He does. Yep. It's true. He doesn't he doesn't gunsling as much as Jimmy does. That's the that's the knock on Carr is that he plays too safe. That Carr is like Alex Smith 2.0. You know what I mean? That he's like super safe. But there's something to be said for protecting the football rather than turning it over. And I think that now that Carr actually has a deep guy in rugs, you're seeing him kind of come out of his shell a little bit. And he's actually having a really good year. Right now, I would say that Derek Carr is a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Uh, excuse me, I think so, definitely. Uh, the time of possession, I'm trying to pull it up here. It was ridiculous going – I mean, at the end of the day, it was 38 minutes to 21 minutes, 49ers against Patriots. And in the first half, it was something crazy like that too. So the 49ers, it seemed like from the start, just completely dominated this game. Um, and Matt, is, should they be receiving no matter what if they have a choice to start the game? Is that better for them to get off on a rhythm? I don't know. Um, maybe for the offense, that's that's a good idea. I know I know the statistics, the metrics kind of lean towards deferring to the second half. Um, the important thing is that when you get out there, that you score points on your first drive. If you can get out to a quick start, that I mean, that's that's the rule for any team, right? You want to get out there on your first drive, especially with your scripted plays. You know, you want your scripted plays to work. You'd love to see that because that, then that puts you in a position where you can be a little more open with your playbook. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. I agree. Fair catch, bro. Yeah. Uh, that's the, funny. The turn game, <laughs> awful, awful, awful. Yeah. We need to make a, a shirt with that one on there because they've been horrible. Um, looks like uh, Pettis is going to start again. I mean, he might not even be active. Oh, we'll see. Yeah. So no, I, I don't no, think so. No. Um, and, 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 sucks. Yeah, it's not been good, so I wouldn't expect much from him. Um, the The fact that the 49ers have been able to basically have success with anybody but Jarek McKinnon out there, and he's even he's not been extremely unsuccessful. He's just not hitting the holes the same uh, rate that the other backs are. I think that's something promising, and I think that speaks to a true Shanahan-style running game. Um, do you think as long as you've got some quick bursts in you, you can succeed in this offense? As a running back? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I'm actually looking up his regular season stats now, and they're not as like crappy as I thought they'd be. He's got 34 carries on the year for 193 yards. Is that McKinnon? Yeah. Yeah. It's not terrible. No, it, it's it's not bad at all. But compared to the other backs, I think is where you start to see the, the big discrepancies in their play. Oh, wait, wait, let me update it for today. 41 carries, 211 yards. That's still not bad. 5.1 a carry. That's not bad. He just no. looks really slow in in comparison to the other running backs. He just doesn't yep. look that bad. He doesn't look yep. that fast. So no, I, I agree. He doesn't have those chunk plays that, that the other runners have, you know. And I think part of it, too, is that I don't think that he runs with the, you know, the physicality that some of the other runners run with. You know, Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert, those guys, even Hasty, who's like a shorter guy, He's going to, you know, definitely going to, uh, you know, knock some people over. Oh, Jay Ellie, I forgot about that. He, that that 55-yard run did help those statistics a lot, actually. Yep. Um, so, yeah. 
it's true. I mean, that kind of pads the stats. And you've been saying that if you take away some of the major runs, this running, you know, the statistics aren't really that great. So it, it, it pads. Well, stats. now they're getting better, though. After the last are, couple they games, are. they're getting better. They which, are, yeah. no, thanks to, no thanks to Slim Mike, which is another negative. After talking all that crap last week, and he comes out and he has a holding call and he completely whiffs on the sack against Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, just complete miscommunication. It's just like, come on, man. Why don't you just like shut your mouth unless you're going to shove some food in it and gain some weight, go out there and block and don't worry about what the fans are saying because you know, you, you finally had a good game and then you started feeling yourself and then you come out and, you know, piss on yourself for the first quarter and a half. And he shorted up later and he had some good run blocks and stuff, but you know, it's just, just shut up and play football, man. Like, <laughs> you're an offensive lineman. Nobody cares about you unless you're making mistakes. Just keep your head down, block well, and nobody's going to talk about you. Yep. It, it's true. Um, there's a comment here from Hunk Fat. How confident are you in the yep. next five games after these two? We, we made a video about, what, two weeks ago now, saying that they're entering that seven-game stretch. Yeah. Really tough teams. They've played really well to start the seven-game stretch after the, the first two games, Matt. Yeah. How would you – how confident are you going into the next five? Um, you know, again, I think even on a short week, I just think that Green Bay crumbles under physicality. We've seen that time and time again. Green Bay is going to have to prove that they can beat the 49ers before I put any stock in them whatsoever because with with how bad the 49ers beat them last year, it hasn't really changed. The team is still really physical, so – to me, it's just, you know, they're going to beat them, um, even though it's on a short week. And then the Saints, I mean, they had a knockdown, dragout game against the Panthers today, but they're just not what they were last year. So, you know, those two games I think are infinitely winnable. Seattle I worry about. Um, I really want to see what they do tonight um, and see how they look tonight. But, you know, after that, I mean – you hope that when you come off the bye week, you go and you you put a pounding on the on the Rams again. Like it just seems like the 49ers play the Rams really well usually. And so, like if if they win three out of the next four, then all of a sudden we're talking about holy crap, this team is actually really good. You know, uh, you're talking about a seven and four team coming out of there, and then you have to worry about you know the Bills. But then you turn around and you get the Redskins and the Cowboys, or I'm sorry, the Washington Football Team and the Cowboys. Old habits. Matt, how dare you? I know. That's uh, sorry, sorry to our Native American brethren. Um, no, but you get you get the two NFC least teams, and you know, the uh, those. I mean, the Cowboys were garbage today, like hot garbage. Um, yeah, they were really. Bad. Hopefully, Andy Dalton's okay because he got annihilated. Hopefully, I mean, he was, he was assassinated by Bostick. Yeah. Um, his wife probably telling him, you need to retire, Andy. Yeah, that, w- that was really scary. Um, but, but as far as the question, I'm pretty confident. I mean, the next three are we go to Seattle, obviously. We come back home yep. for a Thursday night the game. One, I think. Yeah, definitely. Against the Packers. And then after that, we go to New Orleans. Three really tough games. But I think if they can come out of this 2-1 and one, and with the loss coming next week at Seattle, I'm really happy. I- I'm pleased with that because then that means they would be yeah. – uh, what three and one of their are uh, four and one out of their last five? That would be really good, yeah. especially considering those five games are the, you know the Rams, the Patriots, the Seahawks, Packers, and the Saints. 
Um, I, I would be really pleased with that, and I think it's doable. Um, yeah. Seahawks have looked fantastic for the most part. Their defense is historically sure. atrocious, but their offense has proven they could put up points on anybody. DK Metcalf is looking like a true yeah. number one wide receiver. Russell Wilson can drop a deep ball as beautiful as anybody in the league. They're a tough matchup. They're a really tough matchup, but the 49ers have been playing well. And mind you, they're undefeated on the road so far, I, I believe. I think they're 3-0 on the road, both wins in New, New York, and then this win today uh, in New England. So it, it, they're they're playing fine on the road. That's not going to be an issue. Um, it's, it's a matter of which Jimmy shows up. I think, and how good can Kyle Shanahan really script these plays for him? Right. So he can minimize Jimmy's ability to mess it up because that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. And, and so the one thing that I will say in defense of Jimmy, not that the throws were good or anything like that, but he was really efficient um, mm-hmm. opposite those throws against the secondary. That's really good. You're talking about the two, two McCordy's you're talking about Phillips. You're talking about Gilmore. And he had some really good throws. You just need him to be, again, stack consistently efficient games on top of each other. And outside of the interceptions, he was efficient. But you want to take those mistakes away. You don't want to have those. Yep. It's true. Um, it look, I see a comment here from Stephen Jung. Uh, what happened to Debo? They're calling it a hamstring injury. Hamstring. hamstring strain. Yeah. So, I think what happened was that, you know, the the temperature from kickoff to the point where Debo got hurt, I think the temperature dropped like twenty degrees. So, you know, he probably he, it, the muscle got probably got tight, and you know, just stuff happens. And hopefully, they can it, it, hopefully it's mild and they can treat it, and he can be effective going forward. So, um, at least it wasn't a knee. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought it was. Anytime they they pull up and they run, hold that knee immediately, my heart just sinks. Yeah. Um, Question yeah, here. He kind of grabbed in front of it, but was palpating behind it. So. Exactly. Yeah. Um, how good yeah. were the cornerbacks and safeties look today for you guys? Matt, you want to go first? Good. Um, Tarvarius Moore was all over the field. I saw him flying everywhere. He was putting a pop on dudes. Oh, yeah. Um, he looked he looked really good. I didn't really hear too much out of uh out of Harris. I didn't I didn't really hear his name that much. Mm-hmm. Which which is good too. Like you don't, you know, you don't necessarily want to hear those. I know we all gasped. You know when when Jason Verrett went down, but he missed yeah. one play, so it was fine. I'm pretty sure, like when I said in the chat, it looked like when he landed on top of the receiver, he probably got an elbow to the gut and just knocked the wind out of him. So, you know, he came back and, and did that. But it was nice to see because I know that Moore has played well in in games where you know he has Tart there and how Harris has played well in games where he has Ward there. We've never seen Moore and Harris together for an extended period and i thought they did a really good job so you know tarvarius moore did did a great job i was really pleased with them as well um and the fact that kyle shanahan you know i recently said against the miami game i believe we couldn't put tarvarius moore in there because he only had reps at safety i think the guy can ball out anywhere you line him up the defensive back athlete yeah, he, he looked really good. He looked explosive. He has a nose for the ball. He's been he was forcing a couple fumbles, if I remember correctly. I really yeah. like him. I think moving forward with as many uh free agents are scheduled to, to or expires or excuse me, contracts are expiring after the season. I think they, the amount of reps they can get him this year and real time games that are meaningful is really important because this might be a guy yeah. that's a focal point of the defense moving forward. Um, as far as Jason Barrett, I thought he looked solid. We didn't hear him much. I, I agree with Matt. You know, yeah. I kind of was nervous when he got injured for a second, but 
Luckily, he was able to come right back in. Um, of course, all the jokes happened. There it is. He played well for a couple of games. But no, he, had, he was able to come in and have a solid day. Yeah. Um, I, I was really pleased with him. Um, and also this comment here from Hunk Bat. I didn't hear Gilmore mentioned once, really. Aside from mentioning that Kittle caught that third down catch on yeah, him. Yeah, that pass on him. Yeah, yeah. I didn't hear anything from him either. No. And uh, go ahead. Yeah, they, they went to work. Um, you know, Jimmy was pretty efficient. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I, I don't know. I'm bothered by the interceptions. Don't get me wrong. I'm super bothered by the interceptions. And it really makes me question, like, what they're going to be able to do with him going forward. But, you know, he, he was efficient otherwise. So, you know, again, we're talking 20 and 25, 277. And he had potential for a couple touchdowns. You know, again, yeah. that that I one should have been a touchdown. Like, oh, just, yeah. just walking in. He was so wide open. Yep. Yeah, you'd like yeah. to see him lead him upfield there. Or like you said, even don't put so much air on it if you don't think. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, a stat here. I want to get your, your thoughts on this. He put more over Ward. It's recency bias. I mean, Moore had a good game, but the coaches have seen enough to know that Ward is better than Moore. I don't know why people not not, not talking about you, A Staddy specifically, but there's a lot of hate for for Jimmy Ward out there. And I don't think people realize how it's because he was a first he was a first round guy. That's why, and like he's not, you know, he's not like lighting the world on fire. He's he's a he's a solid safety. He's a solid NFL starter at safety. Yeah. And when you pick a guy in the first round, which they picked him as like a nickel corner. Yep, they did. They yeah. drafted him, and yeah. then they converted him. So it, it's not even like he's playing his college position. But you want to see your first round picks kind of do a lot better than than what Ward has done. And you know, Ward has that oft injured kind of thing he had a great season last year they extended him for three years and oh what do you know jimmy ward's injured you know it's a, it's that same thing and this is why i caution people against getting too excited about Verrett. it's the same it's the ward syndrome you know you can't have like a bunch of guys who are you know injury prone on the same defense getting big money and then all of a sudden you got you know 15 million dollars on the on the ir by the way that stat that cbs threw up that we have 14 people on ir right now that's nuts it was that disgusting. is nuts. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Um, this comment here from East Daddy. They resigned the wrong safety. It should have been Tart. I actually agree with that. I want I want Tart back too. Yeah. He's I really like talented. He's he's yeah. a hell of a t- safety and he's he does so much for this team that doesn't show up on the stat sheet. Um yeah. and, and hopefully he wants to come back because he might not want to, you know, he, he might feel like he yeah. can get more money elsewhere. And if so, do you. I'm always for getting players, letting players get as much as possible. Um, Joseph Taneo here, what needs to be improved moving forward for a chance to beat the Seahawks next week? Matt, go Jimmy ahead. Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. That was quick. You can't throw those interceptions. You can't throw those interceptions against the Seahawks and allow them to get extra possessions for Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. That, you know, you want to run the ball. You need to be efficient and stuff like that. The 49ers have, have looked really good in the run game the last couple of weeks, and they need to keep that. Uh, you know, going forward against the Seahawks, but Jimmy Garoppolo cannot make those mistakes. If you give Russell Wilson chance after chance after chance, he's going to bury you. And it's as simple as that. Yep, that, that that's fair. I, I totally agree with you. They cannot leave points on the board. They can't turn the ball over. They need seven instead of three uh, consistently. And I think that they can't come out flat. If they come out and dig themselves in a hole, um, like they did last year in their first matchup against Seattle. I think they were down like 21 to three at one point, 21 to seven. 
that's going to be really hard to come out of because they don't have the same defense. Um, and although their offense has a potential to put up some points, it's hard when you're down and you get away from your game plan. You can't run the ball as much as you want to. Um, I, I think Jimmy, yeah, Matt said it. Matt said it best. Jimmy needs to come out and have a good game. He needs to be solid. And, and most importantly, he needs to show Kyle that he can trust him because we saw after that interception today, yep. he went with like 10 straight runs. I mean, it was ridiculous. He yep. did not trust Jimmy. So that that's big. I, I really want to see them do that. Yeah. And, and on top of that, you know, the other thing that, you know, and we touched on this earlier when you said, should they take the ball every time? If Seattle wins the toss, don't be surprised if Pete Carroll decides to put the ball in Russell Wilson's hands first. Looking at the last two weeks when the 49ers were able to get points right away and, you know, build that momentum. Um, because if you put the ball in Russ's hands and he can go get points, then that kind of puts the 49ers on their back foot right off the bat. So don't be surprised. Um, don't be yep. surprised. And, you know, maybe if the 49ers win, maybe they take the ball because I'm sure Kyle is acutely aware that you can't get into a hole against Seattle. It's going to be interesting to see. Um, we need to see if, if Debo's going to play, um, whether or not we get back Tevin Coleman, who's, you know, can come back off of IR at any time, what they're going to replace Debo with. Um, you know, Kendrick Bourne has been missing the last couple of weeks. We, you know, he had, he had nothing for nothing today. Um, the only time I saw Kendrick Bourne was when he was running a bad route on third down um, and, and couldn't get there. So, you know, someone's going to have to step up um, and, and we're going to see, but the points are there to be had. The Seattle Seahawks defense is one of the worst in history so far. So the yards, the points, they're there to be had. They just have to take advantage. And honestly, I'm pretty confident they can do it. I mean, we talked about the chess match in our video earlier this week. And I mean, goodness gracious, if Kyle Shanahan just didn't outcoach Bill Belichick today from start to finish. Yep. Um, it, it was a beautiful thing. <laughs> Won't be born. Butterfingers. Yeah, I mean, that's true. He, And it's so frustrating because he'll miss those concentration catches, the ones that are easy. And then he'll make like a ridiculous catch where you're like, how how did he catch that? Mm-hmm. So. It's true. It, it's so frustrating. He's so inconsistent. Um, he's yeah. got... He's got some good traits. He's a big receiver. He's most of the time he's got some good hands, but he just makes those kind of boneheaded mistakes that you're just like, man, get the hell out off the field. Let somebody get into that and yeah. actually do it. And he can't he can't afford to be inconsistent like that because athletically he's a marginal guy. You know, yep. the one thing that you would want out of him is for him to have sure hands. You know, if if he was a possession guy, then of course you can you know get him out there on third downs and stuff. Also, Trent Taylor, where the hell are you? I yeah, I think he he's gone too. He's gone too. Like I just don't, you know. After years of us talking about, oh, Trent Taylor and Jimmy have this rapport. Oh, he looks like the best wide receiver in camp. I mean, he's a ghost. Which apparently that stayed October. In October. It's it's fitting for October. He's a ghost. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's gone. He's disappeared. Casper, where'd you go? <laughs> it, it's this unfortunate. Is not good, man. It's not, and, and something I get the same feeling with CJ and Kyle, with Trent, or excuse me, with, yeah, Trent and, and George. That maybe George is like telling the coaching staff, like, you guys need to keep this dude. He's my guy. We're best friends. Maybe yeah. CJ and Kyle, the same thing. Kyle's got some love for CJ that I don't really know what it extends to, but for some reason, they're always on this field. They're always getting raved reviews from the coaching staff talking about how no 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 don't worry about that it's the stuff you guys don't see that we love in right. practice this guy shows up he balls out in the locker room he's a leader it's like 
give me a break. They don't do anything once push comes to shove. Yeah. The number's called. Um, I mean, I think last week Trent had a nice first down. But other than that, it's like, eh. I, I mean, I, I don't really know. Uh, Shulo, sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, is the rise of IU for Trent Trent to step back? I don't think so. I just don't think that Trent, again, when you're dealing with like, so he played his second year, but after his rookie year, he had like back surgery, right? Wasn't infected in his second year. Then coming into his third year, he had the foot injury that got infected and kept him out all season. So now we're in year number four, and it's just like, lower body injuries on a guy that wasn't that athletic to begin with just kind of sucks the athleticism out of somebody. And I just don't think that he's athletic enough to really make a difference. Um, And I think that shows in what you see on tape with him, that he's not getting separation. They don't put him out there that much because I think that they can see that he's not going to be the explosive guy that they need out of the slot. So, you know, I mean, ideally it would have been Dante Pettis, but Dante Pettis has no heart. He's like the tin man in, in, Wizard of Oz, he has no heart, so <laughs> you know it. <laughs> oh my god, it's unfortunate. Um, th- there's no fight there for whatever reason, but we- we've gotten no. into that before. Fans, I don't really yeah, think I don't want to Dante. Dante. He no. didn't even play today. Who cares? Yeah. yeah, let's not talk about that. Uh, Steven Young, uh, rookie just demolished the defensive player of the year. I believe he might be talking about Ayuk in this case. He looked really good, and, and I'll give you, yeah, yeah, I'll give you credit, Matt. You did say he was going to be the offensive player of this game, if I remember correctly, yeah. right? Yeah, I said that he would have five catches for 110 and a touchdown, and it, it was damn near close to that. He ended up with six for 115. He didn't get that touchdown, but he should have had that touchdown. He should have, yeah. He gets him the ball. He so, should have, and he should have um, had another. I feel 20 like yards. the last couple of weeks I've been spot on with with our guys because last week I called it too. So. Yep. Said that Jimmy was going to have a good game and have four touchdowns. He had three, but yeah, you know, just I can kind of see where 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 it's going. And you know, we talked about maybe Bill Belichick would try to pull the wool over Kyle's eyes by saying nice things about George, but then focusing on the other guys. It looks like he did try to do his best to take George out of the game. Hence Gilmore being on him on that third down, and and you know some other things like that. And, you know, even with that, George didn't have an awful game. Five, for, He had five catches for 55 yards. He wasn't necessarily as involved. He did make some mistakes today. Um, he had a, a false start, and he had a holding that, you know, we kind of need to clean up. But, uh, you know, he just, you know, he played he played really well. Um, as far as, you know, Gilmore, um, I don't know. I can't say for sure. I wasn't paying that close attention. I don't know how much he was on Ayuk. But, okay, so Jay Ellie saying Gilmore wasn't on him. I don't know how much he was on him or not on him. I'll have to wait to see the numbers. But, you know, Ayuk was there consistently catching the ball and was doing a good job of turning it up the field and getting a little extra each time. So Yak bros. You know, good, good on him for doing that. Yep. And that's that's what we need out of, out of this team is that yards after catch. Yep. Um, especially with, you know, how unreliable Jimmy is throwing past 20, 15 yards. Um they need to count on these receivers. Unfortunately, I, I hate that it is the case, but they do need to count on them to, to make something after the catch and, and turn it in. And we saw that repeatedly today, yeah. which I was thoroughly impressed. I thought they did really good. Um, Jose Gilmore choked on with IU, Debo, Kittle, good vibes. Um, whoever he was on, he didn't necessarily have a great day. So I think that that's no. fair to say. Um, I want to talk about some of these stats here, though. Talk about. Yep. A relatively balanced offense today. They had 13 first downs, 
via passing and another 13 via the rushing. Um, they were pretty good. They were pretty solid on offense today. Was yeah. there anything that particularly stood out to you today? Um, yeah, as opposed to the last, you know, well, really the first part of the season, I didn't see too many of that, like, you know, run on first down, get four yards, run on second down, lose three yards. Uh-huh. It seemed that they were consistently moving the ball forward. There weren't a lot of plays for loss. Um, they did a good job incorporating screens into it. And they mentioned this on the broadcast, you know, when New England tried to set the edge, they just ran their offense even wider with with the screens and stuff like that, with the motions. We didn't see as many of those, like, flip forward passes. I think we saw one or two, but, you know, they did, they did a great job um, just being more athletic than – New England's defense was um, getting outside um, and, you know, they were able to overcome some things like penalties. Yeah. Jay Ellie mentioned it penalties. They were able to overcome those things, which in the past, you know, when they get a penalty, it's like, well, I mean, you might as well just run a draw on third and 11 and we'll just punt the ball, you know, but there were again, and this is the consistency argument with Jimmy Garoppolo. On third down, he seemed to do a good job of getting just enough for the sticks. You know, even you know, he even had like a super tough nose run early in the game that kind of set yeah. the tone that that I really like to see. I mean, you know, I kind of held my breath for his knees, but <laughs> um, you know, just you like to see that out of him. He just needs to cut down on those those just those garbage throws, those one or two garbage throws where you're just like, oh, there's there's Jimmy Garoppolo, he's back. You know, those one or two things. So, you know, Kyle using mismatch to to really confuse the Patriots players. And I'm sure Belichick knew this stuff was coming, but it just shows how good Kyle is with his game plan that they were able to work the edges the the way that they were with Belichick, knowing that that's what they wanted to do. Yeah, I want to read this quote to you, uh, Nick Wagner. It's fun to be a part of a team with a bunch of psychopaths. I fit in really good here. Uh, George Kittle on his teammates' ability to go to a dark place before every game and attack opponents physically. What a hell of a guy, man. George Kittle, quote, probably. I just love that he's like a WWE character, man. He's like a pro yeah. wrestler. He's just he's just dropping promos on people right now. He's like, we, yep. we're going to go to that dark place and, you know, whatever he's going <laughs> to do. It's just, it's funny, man. Yeah. It's funny. And, on on uh, National Tight End Day. Yeah, yeah, which he started. You got to love it. Uh, another quote yeah. here from Fred Warner. We take pride on being out there and trying to keep the defense steady. He also praised uh, Tavares Moore and Marcel Harris for stepping up on short notice. Is Could Fred yeah. Warner be any better of a leader on this defense? I mean, talks about the whole He's defense, fantastic. gives individual guys credit. It reminds me of Richard Sherman last season when he would come out after their wins and people would be praising Richard Sherman for his performance. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what about and this guy? Drop people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, this guy's as good as anybody. Y'all don't talk about this guy enough. You just love to see it especially because you know these younger guys who don't have as much playing time and experience, that gets them motivated. They love being, you know, talked about in media, especially from a veteran. Uh, so you just, you just really love to see it here. Um, another yeah. comment from Shulo. I like how Romo Sekaya was using swing passes as a running play to the outside since Mostert is out and using Debo to run outside. Yeah, That was yeah, that was noticeable. He, he You know, he'd kind of get those extended running passes, um, a, a toss to Debo, five yards out um and it worked it was effective so we were able to get it done absolutely Um, absolutely jay ellie um to answer your question the difference in the time of possession was almost 18 minutes in the 49ers favor yeah they just dominated the ball 38 23 to 21 37 so yeah it was it was 
Pure so domination. It, it was domination. Yeah. Five for nine um, on third downs too. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's not bad. Um, the, yeah. the big thing is the seven point four yards per play. I mean, when when you're doing that, I mean, you're just you're just gaining first down after first down. You're tiring out the defense. You're just demoralizing the defense. And this again, they said it at the end of the game. This was the worst home loss for the Patriots in the Belichick era. Crazy. Um, and I mean, I hate to say it, but this kind of like it's kind of a vindication for Tom Brady. Right? Yep, I, I totally agree with you. I was going to say that with these skill positions, he he still took took them to a twelve to twelve wins last year. Mm-hmm. So, not much changed. You know, not much changed at I all. Mean, I, yeah, it's just. I just want to say real quick, it has nothing to do with this game, but I thought it was hilarious how Romo and Nance kept squabbling. There was a part towards the end of the game where um, he goes, "You know, let's talk about this 49ers game or, and how how." You know, important this game is for them. And he goes, well, actually, we're going to get some extra coverage here. So, so why don't we do that first? Well, you don't want to get into the game? Yeah. No, I want, I, want to, I want to get into this extra coverage. It was just so funny to watch. It I don't ever weird. really get to watch Romo and Nance because we're, we're never on CBS. So I just thought it was funny. Throughout right. the whole game, they were kind of getting into it. Um, even the def- even the, the meaning of benching a quarterback due to poor play. Did you catch that? Yeah, when he was like he was ineffective, and you know Romo took offense to the word ineffective. Apparently, yeah, yeah, well, he, just, he just didn't like it being termed as that, even though like it, I mean it's true. It they yeah. were ineffective, so yep. I you know I don't know. I I just think that because they usually work the A game, I don't think they're used to being in games that aren't competitive at all. So That's it's fair. like, That's what are you calling? You know, I'm sure Romo's like, well, this was a bust. I'm bored now. that's that's true um man i just gotta say real quick i want to thank you all for tuning we're not done yet but i truly want to thank you guys all for tuning in going live with you guys is is a blast and we really do appreciate everybody tuning in um if you missed it you can grab some Yak Bros merch and, and a bunch of other designs on uh, our Teespring store. We'll drop it in the description below. 20% off with code HIVE20 on your entire purchase. We also have lovely mugs. If you would like to grab one, uh, go ahead and do so. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was a great win for the 49ers. They were able to put yeah. two back-to-back. Jimmy looked all right, minus a couple throws. Um, and before we wrap things up here, guys, send in your questions. We want to get some questions from you guys and, and yeah. looking forward to next week, whether it's for this game, next week's game, whatever, whatever it is, we, we'd love to hear them. Uh, yeah. let, me get, let me get into this real quick. I, I really want to say this real quick. Go ahead. Bill Belichick, you know, the, the, the whole the documented situation of Tom Brady leaving, getting run out of town by Belichick. Cam Newton today, his line was 9 of 15 for 98 yards and three picks. Brady's line today was 33 of 45 for 369 and four touchdowns. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, that's not looking like the move for Bill Belichick and company. Yeah, that, that's not it at all. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. It looks like it, it, it might have been more Tom Brady. It was always, you know, chicken for the eggs uh, argument with Tom and, yeah. and, and Bill Belichick. Uh, oh, this is what I really want to talk about. Jay Ellie, thank you very much. The fifth string center came Grasso to play. Grasso was nice. Grasso was fantastic. Grasso was nice. He was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody said anything. He's, so he's, he's a beast. I, I really liked him. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jose, now I don't know you, but Juice did a hell, hell of a job blocking today. Really important blocks for oh, two we, touchdowns. We noticed. We yeah. noticed. He's really good. And, well, and um, then he had, he, had one, he had one himself. Yep. 
So that's true. Yeah, dude, that I mean, play was fantastic. He even fooled the cameraman. Great call. Great, great call. call. Yeah. I was I was yeah, I was watching. Just, and I'm like, who has the ball? And then you just see Juice celebrating in the end zone. <laughs> well, and again, that's one of those things where we talk about. You know, they're running to the edge. They're running to the edge. They're running to the edge. All of a sudden, Juice is freed up up the middle, and he gets a touchdown. It's just like, well, I mean, that's just great play calling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Jose, like I agree, he did a fantastic job blocking today. And you see what an important part of the offense that he is, even if he's not. I mean, he had a nice catch, too, by the way, um, yeah. later in the game. But, you know, even if he's not with the ball in his hands, as a blocker, he's outstanding. Um, I, I just think, you know, because he's going to be a free agent, too. I think they need to resign him because he, especially in a Kyle Shanahan offense, he plays such a big role that uh, that they need to they need to bring him back. Yep, it's true. Um, and I even tweeted uh, after the first half, we got some thoughts. One of them was juice leads the way to success. If they follow juice, they likely have success, whether it's in the running game, whether it's in the pass blocking, he is always where the ball is. And he's always doing a good job for the most part. There are obviously some, some whiffs, but for the most part, he's a solid, solid piece of this offense. And when he's not there, it's, it's noticeable. Um, Shulo here, Matt, if we beat the Hawks next week, are we back on the Super Bowl train? I mean, I, I want to make a playoffs first. That's first and foremost. And once you get to the dance, anything can happen. Um, but I mean that we can officially, if they beat the Seahawks next week, I think we can officially put the Super Bowl hangover thing to rest. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. And that, that's a huge, yeah. And a lot of their struggles are, are, are injury based with as many, you know, player games as they've been missing. So, um, but the way this team has come out the last two weeks and have performed, it definitely doesn't look to me like they have any motivation issues. Um, it kind of looked like that week one against the Cardinals and then all these injuries just kind of hit. But beyond that, I mean, they've, they've looked really, I mean, they've looked like the Super Bowl team from last year over the past two weeks. So yeah, I, I, I mean, you can't not consider them in an especially weak NFC this year to, you know, be a Super Bowl contender with the way that they've played. I mean, they completely squashed the Patriots today. And I mean, it wasn't even close. So yeah, not- between between a quality win against a quality team in the Rams in a, in a division opponent against the Rams and this win against the Patriots, who Belichick teams are usually coached up really well, you have to look at it as a, as a positive win for them. So mm-hmm. going forward, I mean, if they beat the Seahawks, you definitely have to look at it that way, especially, I mean, because that gets the ball rolling three wins in a row. They play the Packers well, usually. The Saints don't look like themselves. And now all of a sudden, if they just if they win out here, and we're talking going into the bye week, you know, three more wins after this, and they're seven and three going into their bye I mean, sky's the limit. Yeah, and not only that, but the Bills, they were down 10 nothing to the Jets for the most part today. So they're very hot yeah. and cold. So the, the next, what, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. The next five games look pretty winnable. I mean, I don't think it would be any stretch to say that they'll go four and one if they play like they played today. But uh, real quick, I want to say, Hunk yeah. Fat, you're the best. Thank you very much. Every time. Every you time. You always count on a super chat from you. Uh, yeah. And I appreciate the love. Another good stream. Thank you, thank you guys. We really do appreciate all the love. Um, but but yeah. as far as the Super Bowl train, uh, yeah, I agree with you, Matt. I mean, I, I would be very very confident that they have the ability to at least make the playoffs. And we've said it yeah. through what seven weeks now. The goal is to get into the dance. Once you get into the dance, yep. anything can happen. So we just want to see them make it there. And then once they get there, then well, you know, all bets are off because they could be really, really good. They could yeah. be bad. But I, I like the way that they've been playing. 
Go ahead. Yeah, and, and and you're talking about starting. You're talking about getting a lot of guys back too. That's true. That's a great now, point. Richard Sherman's going to come back, and you know, uh, you know, maybe Quan Alexander comes back for you know what that's worth, or Raheem Mostert's coming back. Debo Samuel gets healthy. You know, you get all these guys back. Uh, D Ford, and then you know, I mean, we're talking about yeah, D Ford potentially. You know, we don't know, but there's always the outside chance that that happens. And if you get a lot of guys back healthy and you get healthy at the right time, I mean, you can go on a run real quickly, um, especially because besides the Seahawks, who I think are always a tough matchup, I think that the 49ers match up well with any team in the NFC, really. I don't think that there's any top-tier team in the NFC that is just heads and shoulders above the 49ers, and that goes for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as well, you know. Um I think the 49ers, if the defense is healthy, has enough to match up. They don't have to worry about Tom Brady getting out on runs because he's, you know, 44 years old and he's slow. So it's one of those things where, you know, it, it, you know, maybe and we see it in Shulo just hit it in the chat and I wouldn't count on it. I personally, as a medical professional, I wouldn't count on it. But who's to say that Nick Bosa isn't far enough in advance because he was out week two? that maybe Nick Bosa can come back for situational pass rushes. I wouldn't risk it because he's too valuable to the future, but you never know. Um, so, you know, once you get to the dance, it's an entirely different thing. And like I said, we match up really well with the rest of the NFC. So if we get there, it's just as easy that we can end up right back in the Super Bowl. Yeah. The great, great breakdown, Matt. I want to ask you uh, one question before we wrap things up. The yeah. Seahawks barely beat this team. I mean, we're talking last second. Yeah. Uh, you know, bad call, arguably, whatever you want to call that. Uh, snap to Cam that had been working. They stopped them. They lost. The Patriots lost 30 to 35, and the 49ers absolutely decimated them. It was 33 to 6 today. What was the difference between those two games? Was it the Patriots, something they were doing, or was it the 49ers? And does that make you feel any more confident going into next week? I mean, the 49ers have a significantly better defense, even with the injuries, than the Seahawks do. Um, the Seahawks' lowest point total given up this year was 23 to the Dolphins. I mean, they just they just give up points. Yeah, they, they just give up points. So um, you're talking about Seahawks who have really not beaten good teams. I mean, who who have they beaten? None. I mean, the, again, their biggest quality win, according to the standings right now, is the Miami Dolphins, who are 3-3. Three and three. Every yep. one of their other opponents is under 500 right now. And that just tells me that you know, maybe the Seahawks are a little fraudulent with that defense. And once they start getting into, you know, the the meat of their schedule, starting with, you know, San Francisco next week, and then they have the Bills, and then, you know, they go up against the Rams, um, you start looking at it. I mean, the Seahawks have a weak schedule to begin with. Um, but, you know, maybe you get exposed a little bit. Um, right now, Russell Wilson is the Seahawks. And, yeah, it's – as Russell Wilson goes, so goes the Seahawks. But if if you can outshoot them, they're going to give you points. That's an absolute fact. I wouldn't be surprised tonight if Kyler Murray has three passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. And it's like some type of like 38-35 sort of game. Right? Yeah. Maybe the Seahawks win it. But again, you're you're talking about a team that does nothing but give up points and points and points and points. You can count on it. The Falcons, you know, dropped a bunch of points on them. Um, you know, the Cowboys dropped a bunch of points on them. It, it's just, it's one of those things where, you know, I mean, the again, this Patriots team with Cam Newton, 
who couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. They put 30 up on them. Kirk Cousins and the Vikings put up 26. Yep. Um, Seahawks just scored a touchdown, so they're up 6 nothing. But, I mean, it's, you know, anything can happen. And I think that if if anybody is prepared for the Seahawks team, it's it's Robert Sala and the 49ers. He's seen enough of them that, you know, he should – the key is going to be to get contained on Russell Wilson. That's just – you can't let him get outside the pocket. If you do that – then you're going to live with the other results, but you can't let him get those third and long runs that, that kind of kill you. And, you know, if you can do that and you can score on them, then you're going to be in the game no matter what. Yeah, that, that's a really good point. Um, I think that as long as the offense comes to play, they have a good chance um, because like you yeah. said, they, they let anybody put up points on them. Um, I like our defense way more than I like their defense, even with all of the injuries we've suffered. Um, and yeah. I think that it's going to be probably a shootout. Um, I think the 49ers have a good shot at winning this game. The Seahawks will probably be favored by like, I don't know, three points or something yeah. like that. Just because they're at home. Now right? that's going to be dependent though, too, because I haven't looked at it yet, but we're starting to get into the time of the year where maybe up in Seattle, it, it could be wet next week. That's a good point. Game. So that could be a factor as well. So definitely need to look into that. Um, actually I can look that up real quick. Uh, We are looking at the 10-day forecast in Seattle. So it looks so again, and this is just 10-day. Who knows with with this? But it's supposed to rain on Friday, clear up Saturday and Sunday, and then rain the entire next week. So depending on how that system moves through, we could be looking at at a rainy game. And in that instance, man, the 49ers definitely need to run the ball because for as inconsistent as Jimmy is, I know that he's consistently bad in the rain when that ball is heavy, and we saw it last year. Um, he just doesn't have enough arm with a wet ball to, to really force that into areas. So, you know, yeah. again, get get into Seattle, score points, try to get out of there with health. I'm, I'm getting real tired of this artificial turf, man. It, it, it's never been as big of an issue as it is this season, at least for the 49ers. Um, it seems like there's at least one, you know, key injury per game since they've been playing on this turf. So I don't know what it is, but it, it's really frustrating to see because they can't stand to lose any more guys. Um, and and, and I'll, I'll add real quick, if it's a rainy game, I actually think I like the 49ers chances a little more. Um, it might, it might kind of ground that Seahawks passing attack a little bit. The 49ers, I'd, I'd like to argue, have the better running game. Even if Jeff Wilson's out, I'd like to see Hasty. Like you said, we might get Coleman back next week. Um, so, <laughs> oh, no. shoot. Oh, no. Play tonight. Breaking news from Cam Inman. Uh-oh. Kyle Shanahan Uh-oh. noted that Dante Pettis will not likely be traded due to the recent injuries to Debo and Richie James. That uh-huh. dude has nine damn lives. He is a cat. That's ridiculous. Do you think that that's the real reason? Yeah, I mean, they just need a body to throw out there. Yeah. So, yeah, that's fair. Um, I guess we'll see. Uh, let's see. QB runs in general usually destroy us. Unfortunately, they haven't really. Yeah. I mean, tonight, today, they were able to stop them, but for the most part, but, Tyler. But again, I think that that's a lot due to remember what I said that as opposed to getting out to the edges like a lot of these other mobile quarterbacks, yeah. Cam yep. runs it up the middle. And we're stout up the middle. The problem isn't up the middle. You know, even against running backs, other teams have a hard time running inside the, between the tackles against the 49ers. It's when you get the guys outside and, 
you know, you get the edge rusher that over pursues and then that leaves a huge hole. And because of the defense that we play, there's no backside coverage to get the quarterback. Yeah, so, it, it's true. Yeah, um, you just have to set the edge. And if you can keep Russell Wilson contained inside the tackle box and force him to step up if he wants to run, you're going to have more success there. Yep. Uh, Shulo, great show. Thanks for the love, guys. We really do appreciate all you tuning in. Yeah. Um, we're going to be wrapping it up here shortly. Um, real quick, my dad might be watching. If so, I want to give a shout out to my pops. I have this lovely Bill Walsh signed helmet thanks to him. So it's one of my most cherished items made out to me and everything. Thank you very much. If you're watching, Pops, love you. Uh, Jay Ellie, what players are due back off the short-term, long-term IR? I think just Coleman, right? Is that is that right? Next week? Yeah. Uh, Coleman, yeah. Sherman is like, you know, who knows? They're th- I think they're thinking week 11 for him, week 11 for Richburg probably, uh, week yeah. 9 or 10 for Mostert. You know, so we're gonna be in we're gonna be in this for the long haul. JLE, I see you. I, I bet they can't find a taker. <laughs> that's that's what I was saying. I'm like, they're, they're saying just, due to injuries, but maybe they're they're getting offered like seventh round picks, which I would still take, by the way. I would still take. I would have believed that I would believe that if it were you know, because they came out last week and said they were feeling fielding calls for him, which tells me that somebody's like, I'll give you a seventh rounder for him, right? Like yeah, a twenty twenty two seventh rounder. And at this point, I'd take a salary dump. Just get him out of here. Who cares? Yeah. But, Who knows, man? You know, it, it just – yeah, I, I just think that part of it is the injuries. Yeah. Jose, he's the best linebacker in the league. He's the best he better be all pro this year. Um, he, yeah. Nobody's playing as, as well as Fred Warner is right now. No. The guy's no. stout. I don't want to hear Bobby Wagner because he's on one of the worst defenses in the NFL. I don't want to hear that crap. And he and can't cover. Hear, like, Luke Keekley retired. Luke Keekley retired. Like, as a linebacker, who's better than him? I don't say anybody. Maybe, I mean, we're talking maybe, like, guys like Levante David, who's a tackle. That's what I was going to say. He doesn't really cover either. No. So, no, to me, he's the best linebacker. Yeah. Easily. No question. The stuff that he can do, I mean, like you said earlier, Matt, they had him on uh, Julian Edelman. I mean, what kind of linebackers can blanket Julian Edelman? Not too many. No. Not too so many at all. I'm out of that. Um, let's see. Yeah, I, I see here NBC just tweeted out a couple of days ago that Kwan Williams is aiming for his return next week against Seattle. That would be huge. Oh, excellent. That would be awesome. That would be huge um, that if they're able to awesome. get that. Yeah. Shulo, is it more insulting telling him nope to trade him when we have trade options or no options for him at all? At this point, I don't even care. Insult him all you want, man. Yeah. That just sucks. I don't know. I, 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 There's some weird thing going on, and this is just my opinion, with Kyle and Dante. I, and we talked about it yesterday in, in the preview, Matt, and I don't know if it's because Kyle's like, dude, I vouched for you. I traded up to get you, and you're making me look like I don't know how to scout receivers. So I almost have this extra animosity towards you. Is that just me? Like, do you guys feel that too? Or No, I don't think Kyle suffers fools at all. He, it's just like, if you're not going to produce, get the hell out. But I'm stuck with you because you're a second round pick and you make money. Yeah. Like, what am I supposed to do with you? Yeah. You know, and it's one of those things where it's like, there's nothing more disappointing than knowing a guy has the talent to do something, but doesn't have the desire to make it yep. happen. Yep. And I think that that, that type of, Dante's personality and his lack of like fire, kind of, I think it offends Kyle Shanahan. To That's be true. Honest. I think it disgusts him. 
Um, just like Jimmy doesn't like him either. Like I don't, I don't hear too many people that step up and vouch for Dante as like this great locker room presence. I wouldn't be surprised if like you know you go to the 49ers cafeteria and Dante's over in the corner eating lunch by himself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I just, it just, it doesn't seem like anybody comes to bat for him. You never hear the other wide receivers talking about Dante. You never hear about the coaching staff talking about Dante. It's just disappointment after disappointment. The only time they talk about it, uh, him in the media is asking whether or not they're going to trade him because everybody knows that he's not he's not a fit here. He's not a good player here. So, no. yeah, it's just it's weird. It's weird. Um, I think it'd be better for everybody to put Dante Pettis in the rearview mirror, even Dante Pettis. You know, go get a fresh start somewhere else. See if you can make something out of your career. But, you know, it's disappointing to hear that they're going to keep him on the roster because of injuries. I feel like they could just go get a guy off the street right now that would be better for this team. Than yeah, Pettis. yeah. When, when you're when you're making him inactive for Kevin White, I mean, what's the point yeah. of keeping him? Just let him go and try and be successful right. elsewhere. Obviously, it's not working here. And whatever it's on Dante, whether it's on the system, whether it's on Jimmy, whatever it is, it's not working. So stop trying. You're trying to fit a you know round peg into a square hole. Something's wrong. Just cut it. Just cut your losses and move on. Because if not, it just continues to be this kind of dark cloud around the 49ers organization. Um, Jay Ellie, I would take Jay Crowder for Pettis. They wouldn't take that. No way in hell. Jameson Crowder for Dante Pettis straight up? No way. Maybe, maybe with like a fifth rounder attached or something. Who knows? But I don't think you could get too many players for Dante. Um, I know I saw some people uh, hypothesizing kind of a John Ross, Dante trade straight up. I don't even think that the Bengals would do that, but who knows? I mean, maybe they're looking no. for a younger receiver to pair with Joe Burrow. I just want to say no catches in what's, what's next next Saturday is, or next Sunday is what? The, th- the first, 30, 30, the first. So Dante Pettis will have gone a, a legitimate full calendar year without a catch. His last catch was, was that the touchdown? Of 2019. The touchdown catch against oh. Arizona. Let's see. I know he had that that big touchdown in the, in the back of the end zone in that game. That's all I remember him doing. But he might have had more. Right. What was it? Oh, um, October. Let's see, October twenty I'll trade a bag of chips for him. <laughs> that was a Thursday. That was a Thursday night game. We yeah, played a yeah, Thursday night game. I don't know. No, because the 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 Pittsburgh game was a Sunday. We were all there. Yeah, yeah, no, but he had a touchdown in that in that Cardinals game too on yeah. Halloween. So, oh, is that what it was? That that Cardinals yeah, game. Yeah, it was back in the okay, end zone, so that, and then he did that thriller dance. Oh yeah, he did the thriller dance. Yeah, so that was his last catch. He is going to have gone a full calendar year without a catch, and had been a healthy scratch multiple times. It's time to go, it's man. Not it's time to go. Not a good look. Waste it's of a roster. Who's even? Do we even know who like free agents are right now? Like NFL, like wide receiver free agents. Nope. Let's find out, hell, dude. You could have gotten a guy like Des Bryant off. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Nope. I'd rather have Des, and I think so poorly yeah. of Des, but I'd rather yeah. have him than Dante. Yeah. What do we got here? Uh, that's a little thin. Then a wide receiver. Is it? To be honest. Yeah, it's kind of bad. <laughs> There's not a lot here. <laughs> Well, yeah, he's not doing a lot anyway. So. That's true. I mean, just, you know, maybe there's an undrafted rookie out there that could make a difference. They yeah. don't have any guys on their practice squad. Yeah, I mean, I'd even like to see I, Kevin I White just, at this point. 
Yeah, I just don't see it with Dante. I just no. do not see it. Des will be a good mentor. Yeah, I mean, at least he's got the, the leadership skills. And Well, actually, I don't want to say leadership. He's not a great leader, know. but a great knowledge. He's knowledgeable about the game. That's not the issue with Dante. It, Dante just doesn't have the the intestinal fortitude. Drive. No, no, I don't think so either. Hey, Jay Ellie, Des Bryant is signing with the Ravens. Their practice squad, though, wasn't it? Or was he actually signing with the yeah, team? They're, they're gonna, yeah, but they're going to call him up for sure. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Um, I think we're going to wrap things up here, guys. Thank you all yep. who tuned in. Solid hour here. Um, if you like what you see, do us a solid. Hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter if you're watching in there. Like this video. Share this video. And uh, we go live Sunday. Uh, Saturday is previewing the game, usually in the evening. And we go live Sundays right after the game, after Kyle Shan has press conference usually. So make sure you guys join us every Saturday and Sunday. And we also do a show, Niners News, Tuesday through Friday. So catch us there as well. Um, and thank you all for tuning in. Yeah, it was a great win for us today. 33-6, to six, San Francisco wins, 4-3 and three on the year. Tough game against Seattle. I'm sure we're all going to flip on that game and watch Arizona crap the bed. Uh, <laughs> but thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Um, you know, we love having you here and interacting with you guys every week. Go ahead and hit the bell for your notifications. Turn them on so you don't miss any of our videos. And like always, guys, until next time, go Niners.